0: Welcome to the Big Ten Review Podcast. I'm Josh with my co-host, Morrow. What's up, Morrow? What's so, up,
1: buddy? You doing an accent today?
0: That's my accent. I like it. It's Australian. Is it, is it going well?
1: Hey, before we get started, your glass is looking a little empty over there, so here you are.
0: Yours is looking a little full, so I'm actually not going to give you any, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll take a little bit more. Cheers, bud. Cheers, man. Who are we talking about today?
1: I was going to ask you that question.
0: That's awkward. Neither of us did any research. (laughs) Just kidding. We are here to talk about Penn State today.
1: Pennsylvania State University. um, Seven and six last year. They started out absolutely on fire, uh, but then they dropped six of their last eight games. Uh, And if we're being honest, uh, they had an absolutely terrible rushing attack last season.
0: Horrible. That offensive line... Uh, It's got to improve
1: so I wrote this down this morning when I was doing some preparation and I circled it because I knew We'd want to come back to this they didn't record a single 100 yard rushing performance from any of their
0: backs last season Not a single one. It's not good from from Penn State This is a big 10 football team
1: a team with three former four-star recruits in the backfield So it's not like they lack talent.
0: They've got the talent. They're not running the ball. You're in the big 10 You got to run the ball. Absolutely.
1: So they obviously need to revamp that rushing attack if they're going to have success this season. Uh, they do have one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the country co- uh, coming back under center for them.
0: Sean Clifford.
1: Mr. Sean Clifford. Uh, and they'll have some pretty good weapons to throw to this year. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on what, how you think this Penn State team projects into 2022.
0: You know, it's been a tough couple of years. 11-11 and 11 in two seasons. 7-6 and six last year is a down, down year for a team like Penn State. Um, I'm intrigued to see this year, to be honest with you. They, they've got to improve last year looked exciting you beat Wisconsin you beat Penn State or Ball State I mean you beat Auburn which by the way how cool is it to have the Big Ten and SEC playing together early in the season yeah
1: I always love to see those early season matchups between the Big Ten and say an SEC team or a Pac-12 team and them not going like scheduling a mid-Atlantic team or you know it's just it's fun to see those big matchups early in the year you kind of get a taste of uh, what's to come
0: and when you look at Kind of the SEC or the Big Ten. A lot of times, you're right. They got those. Uh, I, no disrespect to these teams. You got some cupcakes early on. Yes. And this is fun. This is this is a you know we'll see with the couple teams coming over to the Big Ten, USC and UCLA, which we'll have you know more conversations about later. Um, but we're gonna see some of those those teams come over early, or you know maybe one of these Big Ten teams are heading over to uh, to California.
1: Well, they're gonna want to come over early because I doubt that USC wants to be playing in in Nebraska in november wow, you could got, you imagine
0: them at camp randall and uh and, and at wisconsin in november could you imagine a, a <laughs> snow game that'd be fun it will be
1: fun so real quick let's go back 2021 like you mentioned i mean they started out white hot beat wisconsin beat ball state beat auburn beat villanova beat what is Indiana. white hold on
0: i gotta ask what's white hot i've never heard that before really white hot google it i I'm not going to Google it. I'm, they were hot. The they started out hot. They started what's white hot, high. though? I, I, You know, like blue is warmer, but I don't understand what's what's white hot. We'll have to Google it. We'll uh, Google this later, later yes. and we'll make that, a correction later. A I, little... I'm just intrigued. That was something new to me.
1: So then, uh, now you threw me off. So I, Iowa, they lost to Iowa, they lost to Illinois, they lost to Ohio State, uh, beat Maryland, uh, lost to Michigan, beat Rutgers, Lost to Michigan State, and then they lost in the Outback Bowl to Arkansas
0: 24-10. Kind of an ugly game against Arkansas. But I think we even rewind, and you kind of have high hopes. You beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin had a stacked defense. I mean, that was an elite defense from Wisconsin. Um, you beat Auburn, which anytime you can beat an SEC school, like it's a huge win. Villanova, Indiana at the time, we thought was better than they were. The loss to Iowa, though, I think was a backbreaker.
1: Let me just step in real quick. So white hot, I Googled it. (laughs) White hot, definition of white hot. One, being at or radiating white heat, extremely hot, exhibiting or marked by extreme fervor or zeal, white (laughs) hot enthusiasm.
0: Hold on. I love that it says being at or radiating white heat is white hot. That is like (laughs) defining it with the word itself. But you know what? I stand corrected. it said extremely hot and and uh it's
1: from Webster right there, so it's official.
0: all right, it is i I, I stand corrected good good find um but the I the loss against Iowa uh, Sean Clifford goes down and that offense was anemic without him. We, we see what the rushing game looks like you talked about. There was just no way they were coming back from that, so big loss, and then you lose to Illinois. that one surprised me 2018. You don't lose that game.
1: No, they shouldn't.
0: You don't lose that game. They shouldn't. <laughs> and then Ohio State, you put up a fight, but you lose 33-24. to 24. Maryland, big win. Michigan, we saw what they went and did. It was a great year for, for the Wolverines. Um, Rutgers, and then losing to Michigan State, that's a tough one. It's Mich- a tough one.
1: I mean, Michigan State was a good team last year. So. They were a good
0: team. But, you know, I think you had some strengths that could have played in, in your favor against that team and maybe had a better outcome. You know, Jahan Dotson being – one of the most elite receivers in football at the time um you kind of hope for for better but um, great game regardless and then losing to arkansas with clifford going 14 for 32 throwing two picks doesn't inspire a lot of confidence going into this year no i'm right there with you and let's be real clifford's gonna have to be better if they're gonna be successful
1: yeah, so he, uh, he will have some good weapons to throw to, but like you mentioned, he lost Dotson. They did lose a, a ton of other key players. Let's, um, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at some of those players they lost.
0: And we are back to talk about some key departures and players returning for Penn State. Tell me a little bit more about these players leaving, Mar. I mean,
1: they lost a ton of talent. Uh, Dotson, Epicady. Brisker, a ton of talent.
0: Yeah, they had a number of, of players drafted beyond that. And look, Dotson was a stud, a game changer. Oh, he was
1: awesome. He was so awesome
0: dynamic. That's a tough loss. And you've got to you got to regroup and retool. And Look, they got Parker Washington coming back. Washington coming back at receiver, who could make a huge splash, um, and, and some other playmakers across the the field. However, it's hard to retool with Jahan Dotson leaving.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, like you mentioned, Clifford, he's got Washington, he's got a transfer coming in from Western Kentucky, Mitchell Tinsley. So he's going to have options. He's going to have weapons on the outside.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited, especially with that uh, that running back, which we'll get into a little bit later. Nick Singleton, um, you know, five-star recruit, could make an impact. But we talked about this earlier. you got some good players returning. I mean, Sean Clifford is is a fifth-year player coming back. The issue, I don't, at least when I watch the film, is not necessarily Sean Clifford. He has his opportunities, but he was sacked 34 times. You have a, a, a running game that's anemic. You're going to need a lot more from that offensive line to be successful.
1: Clifford, 33 starts over the last three seasons. He's experienced, uh, nice options to throw to. But yeah, I, I completely agree with you. They got to they gotta work on that running game, they got to work on that offensive line.
0: They do. And realistically, the defense is going to regroup, retool Curtis Jacobs coming back, Jair Brown, um, Joey Porter, Mustafer, I mean, uh, uh, if you all day, Isaac, you got a lot of players coming back that are going to make an impact.
1: Yeah, with Mustafer, they got some guys coming back on the defense that suffered some season-ending injuries last season. I mean, just along the D-line alone, you got Mustafer and Isaac
0: coming back, uh, Curtis Jacobs. Immediate impact back. from those guys. Yeah. Immediate impact.
1: Yep. Yep. Right? And that's something they need. So...
0: Yeah, that's big. But then don't forget about the recruiting class. So you got – the thing is about Pennsylvania State, as you called them at the start of this podcast, is they recruit well. James Franklin did an amazing job with recruiting. Yeah,
1: James Franklin and his staff did a terrific job with this class. Uh, Drew Aller, five-star quarterback coming in. Singleton that you just mentioned, five-star running back coming in. Uh, Dennis Sutton, a five-star defensive end coming in. they got a bevy of four-star recruits coming in. They did a fantastic job in the offseason season with this recruiting class. I'm seeing number six overall in the country, um, number two in the Big Ten. They did. They did their work.
0: They did their work, and I, you know, I, there's so much that they're going to keep retooling. This defense is going to continue to be stacked. I did want to ask. I've never heard someone say a bevy of four star recruits. We're going to have to Google bevy as well. I'm just wondering. Are we sitting here? Before the podcast, and are we googling? Are we on Merriam-Webster saying what's the word I'm going to throw out today? Because I'm going to go in and I'm going to start. I'm going to go on. What are people playing now? It's uh, it's wordle. It is a large group of people or things of a particular kind.
1: I'm teaching you something new You are every day.
0: I feel Smarter for working with you. Um, because I didn't realize that we were going to be looking up words before we got here. So, I'm, <laughs> No, I, I love it. It's that's how I spend it's, my mornings, man. It's making it a little bit more fun, that's for sure.
1: Hey, real quick, I want to go back to uh, some, some uh, returning players, key additions. Uh, they got a new defensive coordinator, Manny Diaz.
0: I think that's a huge pickup. I think Former that's great. Former head
1: coach at Miami, yeah. Replacing Brent Pry. He left to take the head coaching job at Virginia Tech. Um, so I, I, I don't know enough about Manny Diaz.
0: Disruptive.
1: Yes. so what I read is that um, he's always had an aggressive defense, which isn't too different from the way that Brent Pry has been running that defense. So the scheme should be relatively the same. So there shouldn't be a huge adjustment period. There is obviously going to be. But uh, I don't know. I like it. I like it for Penn State. Look,
0: you go to Penn State to be disruptive, to have a dominant defense. Look, Manny Diaz, he's going to bring that same thing. I'm excited for him. This defense is going to be fun. They've been fun to watch. It's going to be an entertaining year for... uh, For the Nittany Lions. So
1: for 2022, um, I don't know. How do you think they project? How do you think? Well, actually, let's take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we'll take a look at their 2022 schedule, and uh, we'll give you our predictions on how we think Penn State is going to do this year. We're
0: back to talk about the Nittany Lions' 2022 season. What are you thinking, Mark?
1: I don't know. I'm looking at this now, so let's run through it. So um, they open their season on September 1st on the road at Purdue. Fun game. Uh, home against Ohio University. September 17th, they're on the road against Auburn. Uh, second year in a row. Uh, home against Central Michigan. Northwestern. Away versus Michigan. Uh, Minnesota. Ohio State. Indiana. Maryland. Rutgers. Michigan State. There's some fun games on this schedule.
0: You know, it's kind of favorable for them if they're a high-performing team. Look. You're going to have a challenge early on going to West Lafayette to play mm-hmm. Purdue. Right,
1: I, Like, that's a fun game. Like, you, you that's, got a, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Quarterback
0: duel a little bit, yeah. right? That'll yeah. be a good one. Uh, Ohio University, okay. Uh, no disrespect, but I think Penn State should be able to, to overcome that. Uh, on the road against Auburn, how fun is that going to be?
1: Yeah, like we said earlier, I love to see these early season matchups between Big Ten and SEC. Yeah. It's just fun, you know?
0: That's, that's going to be a blast. Yeah. I think we're going to enjoy that game. Um central, Northwestern. I, I think those are winnable games. Should be. Away at Michigan. It'll be it'll be interesting. Both those teams I think have a lot of question marks. It'll be a test. It'll be a test. Home at Minnesota. Minnesota's gonna be improved, I think. Um Ohio State oof, that's a that's a good team. It's
1: in Happy Valley, <laughs> but I think every team's gonna lose to Ohio State this year. And we talked about that on a podcast a few days ago, but Tough game.
0: reality is Ohio State is is the death star right now right they're <laughs> they're they're like that. they're they're, like that. they're on a path and I'm sure I'm sure they're not happy with the way things have gone but we're talking about Penn State today um, Indiana I think you know could be a challenge but they could come out Maryland no disrespect to Rutgers they should be able to go to Rutgers and win but how about ending that season home with Michigan State that could be there could be a lot on the line at the time
1: I would agree I I don't know. This is like the most intri- so far. I think this is the most intriguing schedule for me because that Purdue game is going to be fun. That Michigan game is going to be fun because we don't know where Michigan's going to be at this year. Um, that Maryland game is going to be fun with those those quarterbacks dueling and that those offenses. And that Michigan State game is going to be fun. So that's four or five games.
0: They've actually got a great schedule that I'm excited to watch. And the this Auburn game. game, I skipped
1: right over the Auburn game. You did. This is. I think this is my uh, my my favorite schedule so far.
0: And this is probably the most favorable schedule I've seen. Well, we've seen a few favorable, favorable schedules, or we've looked at the Big Ten teams.
1: I don't know about favorable, though. I'm really,
0: I they mean, play I some tough teams, but they're all home. I mean, you, you do go to Michigan. Uh, you know what? Who am I to say? Purdue, Auburn, and uh, Michigan. Michigan. Those are all away. Okay. And Rutgers Maybe don't the most about fair Rutgers. schedule. They're on the road
1: at Rutgers. That's
0: a, that's a good point. This is the most fair schedule. How about that?
1: I'm going to have fun watching this uh, play out.
0: What is what's what? How are they going to end the year?
1: Okay, so um, I think there's some promise for Penn State this year, um, just like there is every year going into the season. Um, they obviously need to be stronger at the line of scrimmage. That's something that we discussed. Uh, they need to figure out how to consistently rush the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that we discussed. Um, my prediction for Penn State this year, I'm going to say 8-4. and 8-4. and four.
0: I have 7-5. and five. Okay. And this is close. I think this team is going to be a good football team. Um, I've... I really do. Um, This is, you know, there's a couple games in there that are toss-ups to me. My question for you, what do they need to do to win 10-plus games? they
1: got to figure out how to run the ball. Simple as that. I mean, last year, 118th in the country in total rushing yards, 117th in the country in rushing touchdowns. Uh, Neither of those are very impressive. they got to figure out how to run the ball. they got to figure out how to dominate at the line of scrimmage. This is the Big Ten. That's the way football is played in the Big Ten. Um...
0: So while, while I don't disagree with you, you're right. There's one other thing I think you missed. Okay. Sean Clifford needs to take a step forward. This guy, it almost seems that Sean Clifford has hit his ceiling. He's got to prove the doubters wrong. And that's how you are a 10-win team. But I, I love what you said. I think running the ball. You're in the Big Ten. In November, unless you're from the Ohio State University, you're not airing it out. You are pounding the rock, and that's what they need to do. But Sean Clifford, early in the year, when you're going to Auburn, you've got to be able to, to obviously you know, dominate the line of scrimmage, but you got to be able to pass the ball, and you've got to be able to move the ball with consistency. So I'm excited. This is actually is a very intriguing team this year after two rough years.
1: I'm just glad you looked at my notes before we started.
0: Isn't that what they're here for? I thought you were here community to community notes. notes. <laughs> All
1: right, let's wrap things up. Uh, right. Thank you, everyone, for the support. We appreciate it. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and look for us on Twitter at the BTR Show Pod. Uh, be well, everyone, and we'll see you guys next time.
0: Thank you.